Hey guys, it's Roz, your host on Recharge, Rebuild and Restore. Come join me at 7pm every Sunday to empower people from all walks of life with life lessons, shared stories, tricks and tips for life. Come follow me at R3NRoth. Hey guys, welcome to Recharge, Rebuild, and Restored. Our three with me, Roz. As we celebrate Black History Month this year, my goal on R3 and Roz is to help all our community to be more aware of the great people we have serving us. Some in the background, some on the ground, and some that both like my future guests, I am so honored to kick off our very first Black History episode with my guest, Mr. Errol Johnson. Welcome, Mr. Errol Johnson, to the podcast. Thank you so much to be on your podcast. <laughs> well, it's a great honor for me to talk to you. I heard so much about you. I did so much research so I could be aware of what I'm talking about because I know that you are a man that loves the community and you try so hard to give back. So I, I would just want to describe on the base of my research, what I've just did, our conversation as a man of the people. Can you give the audience a brief snapshot of what you have done over the years? <laughs> we can't wait to hear all about it, Mr. Aaron. I'm super excited. Well, um... Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, I started out pretty much uh, in the field of uh, insurance and financial services. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that was after I graduated from uh, uh, Sir George Williams University, which is now uh, in Cordia. Right. And uh, over the years, uh, I retired uh, uh, last year after 48 years in the insurance business. But during that period, not only was I involved in insurance, but I've served in several uh, government uh, <clears throat> boards. Uh, and uh, I've also uh, served on the board of directors of uh, Via Rail Canada. And mm -hmm. uh, I've also been a, a member of the advisory committee to the president of the Treasury Board of Canada. Okay. And, um, I've had other... Um, you know, uh, boards that I've sat on. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm also uh, a city councillor. I was maybe one of the first councillors uh, elected in in Montreal. Actually, at the same time, there was Petley Beauregard who was elected in the city of Montreal as I was elected in the city of Dallas Domo. Right, right. You know? well and I was just about, I was just about to ask you that question though, but you jumped to the point. So I'll just let you continue on, and then I'll ask you why you, do you think and you truly, as a first black councillor, to be elected for there's a dollar, there's a more, as you said before. Mm. Why would you take that path when you already was so busy with so many different organizations that you was helping out? Why did you take that path now to go to? to advocate for the people of Dolores to become uh, the, new, the next Black councillor for the city? Well, uh, when I came to Canada, I, I planned to study and go back to Jamaica and get involved in politics, actually. Okay. But, uh, 
<laughs> I've always had it, you know, thought it as part of me because, as you know, I went to a Jamaica College, and even the present Prime Minister of Jamaica studied at Jamaica College, and a number of um, Prime Ministers from Jamaica, like Michael Manley, etc., were mm -hmm. um, uh, studied at JC. It was a natural thing for me to, you know, to be getting involved in politics. So I felt the mere fact that I was now married, starting a family and stuff like that, right. that I should, should keep my nose, as they would say, in the political arena. And I didn't really want to, to end up at the federal level or provincial level. I thought oh. at that point I could handle the municipal politics right. much better. And, okay, so, uh, so you, uh, you think that it was always in your blood. You just had to, to uh, proceed with it and keep on going to find what will happen in the end, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought I had a you know, uh, thought in place that I, the fact that I lived in the city and right. I figured I was bringing a lot of experience to the table that I mm -hmm. should get involved in the ministerial politics. And uh, since I've been elected, I've been, been consecutively elected over the last 20, 20 years or more. I mean, wow. next year will be about 25 years as a elected official in Dollar Zomo. Okay, so then how how are you sharing all what you have learned and what you have known? Are, are you able to share anything with your community of new projects that you are working on or ideas that you are forming for your community? And why would you choose to give back so much for your community? Well, you have to understand that, you know, as I'm Jamaican and I'm also Canadian, so I felt it was important for me to participate as a Canadian and as a Jamaican by getting involved in my city, because you have to be a part of what you live in, you know. Right. And, and so uh, as being a Black person, to have to be involved in the, the, the community and try to find ways and measures of helping them. As a matter of fact, I founded the West Island uh, Blues Festival. You know, uh, it's, uh, since uh, it's over 18, it will be our 19th year of operation. But over that, over those years, uh, we have consecutively given more than half of what we, what, what, what uh, the funds that we get to um, to the black community. We have given that to uh, the West Island Black Community Association. Right. We've given over 150,000 uh, to WIPCA over the years. Okay. You know, so, uh, it, in fact, the, the West Island Blues Festival started out, that idea came to me in trying to raise money to help that organization to, um, to keep going. Okay. So, so I, the WIPCA is doing an amazing job as well. I have spoken to Joan. I'm Lee as well, the um, the new director, and it's it's incredible to hear all the ideas she has as well. So, what what different platform besides Whipcore are you helping in your community? Are you just helping just your own culture, or are you helping every culture that of or ethnicity that is in your in your um, community right now? Yeah, we I help everyone. Basically, I mean, I can name we, for example, through the West Island Blues Festival, we donate monies to the women's shelter. Okay. You know, to Ajoa, that's uh, for kids, um, you know, like homeless kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we donate to Portage. Uh, right. We donate to uh, Wire for the intellectually handicapped. 
Um, helping your people, you're not just helping the, the, your people. The, the, the Alzheimer's group. So, you know, we've reached out to everyone. And, and not only that, by being involved uh, with people uh, and a lot of people in my community, in the Black community, on a, on a, on a personal basis, I've been able to uh, technically um, assist them at times with ideas or, or, or pointing them in the right direction that they can have, get help, you know? So when you're a part of a community, you always try to do as much as you can in terms of helping. I believe in helping and I believe in giving. It's important to do that for sure because after, no matter what, when you give, it doesn't really, you're not giving just for yourself. You're giving for your generation to come and you're giving for people to feel amazingly happy in their own self so they can give to others. Because the more you give, the more you get. And the more you give to others, the more they were willing to give to others as well. So it's a chain reaction. Everyone is being celebrated. Everyone is being appreciative. Everyone is being happy for what they have received just from you giving just one person. Because it's a chain yeah. reaction. And supporting the people who are working hard to help a community. You mentioned uh, Joan from, for example, uh, from Wipka, I know she and her team, they're working uh, very, very hard. And, right. and as a Black community, one of the reasons why I'm so proud of Wipka is that they own their own building, right? Awesome. And to have roots in the community, you must awesome. own something, right? right. So no matter what it takes, you know, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. just myself, but I'll work with others to ensure that that association survives because it's doing a major role as an anchor by owning its own building, that right. our kids can have exactly. some pride in knowing that the years that we're here, we own something, right? Mm -hmm. Because right. that's the one, one of the only buildings uh, that is owned right now by the Black community, to the best of my knowledge, in Montreal. And you know, it's important too, because then we show our young people that they could do something more and they can have their own as well. Exactly. Because they're comfortable, comfortable in some having enjoying something else that's not belong to you, then it's just for someone else. But when we can say that's mine, it's rewarding yeah. to see that, yes, I can, yes, I will, and yes, yeah. I must go ahead and get what I think I deserve. And I could do it because I just have to work hard. And to yeah. the sky is the limit. We just have to think that way as well. Yeah. You know, you know mm -hmm. what it feels to say to your grandchild or your children, and they say, Dad, what, what building do we own in Montreal? And you can't point one to them and show them we own that building. No, right. we have right. to win. I believe in that. It's important. It's very important. So seeing that you're so passionate about people, being a family man, were you able to find the balance between being involved in the community, building, and politics? Sure. How? It, becomes, it becomes easy when you do many things and you believe in what you're doing. If you... If, 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 you know, you 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 sort of have to. Uh, it takes a lot of um, what I'd say uh, commitment and discipline in order right. to do that. Because you know, you, your your mind has to work in separate functions. You got to be taking care of your family, you're taking care of your business, you're involved in the community, and all of that. But you can balance it, you know, because uh, it makes you actually more creative. And and I think the key though is being committed to what you're doing you know, and in terms of getting those results, you know, because the family is number one. So you have right. to make sure that the family is in place, mm -hmm. 100%, gives you the motivation, and then you have to work hard with your, with, with your children 
you know, right. you, uh, myself and my wife have worked very hard with our kids to ensure that they would be productive uh, people or productive citizens in this in this Canadian community. So well, it's I, important. I, I'm guessing too that your wife did a phenomenal job, seeing that when you were so busy trying to balance so many things outside of the home, she was there mm -hmm. to have the grounded the family. Is that so? Hundred percent. Great. No, okay. no, no man is an island. You know, you need the help. You know, it's it's, it's teamwork. You know, in working, in working hard together to make things happen. And and, and my wife has been very much involved in the community herself. You know, mm -hmm. she 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 has she has worked hard for many years. Actually, she was actually the chairperson at one point of of Whip Club. And to cut a long story short, while she was the chairperson, she came to me and said, Errol, you know. We need some monies in terms of getting things moving forward and doing stuff. And I said, okay, let me figure out something. And right. that's when I started the uh, the West Island Blue Festival. And the mm -hmm. first after the first first festival, um, we were able to um, uh, donate about six thousand six hundred dollars to Wipka. Okay, so what would you say to young couples that wants to have a to be a power couple like you, that you work together and balance your family and your, your, your whatever you choose to do together and still have that, that because listening to you speak, you still have a sense of joy and a sense of, um, of gratitude of you guys working together and, accompli and accomplishing so many things together. How would you put, say to young couples right now that is trying to balance family and work and, and, and um, the career and politics and all those things, how can they balance that? What advice will you give to them? Well, you have to you first have of all, uh, have it firm in your mind that you can, if you think you can, and you right. have to set goals and right. believe in the goals, right? And mm -hmm. don't let anything stop you. I mean, I mean, I started out from sweeping out warehouses and unloading trains and doing all kind of menial jobs, but that didn't stop me from getting a sound education. You know, right. uh, I worked hard because I knew I had to at least put in the work necessary that I could move forward. And when I get uh, the opportunity, that I could take advantage of those opportunities. So that's why it's so important to go to school to learn. And don't seek mediocrity. You know, you got to move forward and looking for the achieve highest levels as you can, right? But, but what if a young person comes to you and say, or you see a young man going to school? Because we just had a conversation with a class I was teaching last night. And that young man said that lots of his young friends right now don't want to go to school because they can make money, lots of money fast because they have a job. Education is not important. What would you say to this young man? That he's fooling himself. Education is the key. You got, you got, you got to be educated. If, 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 if I wasn't educated, I couldn't take advantage of those opportunities that came in my way. Right? You have to seek those opportunities. Also, it's not going to drop in your lap. You know, you 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 got to work hard. As I said, that I didn't see myself just continuing to, to to work in a warehouse you know i didn't see my my myself as just being a shipper i've been there you know i know what it is to unload trains i know what it is to do meaning jobs as a matter of fact part of my my, my story is that I, I used to play with a band actually right 
And right. I, I, I stopped when I started my my um, my family because I realized that that wouldn't work and stuff like that. So you got to make your commitment and know actually so, what you what you want to do. But I mean, in a country like Canada, where there is so much opportunity available, right? Right. People should not say, "Well, I don't think I can make it." You know, because really you're stopping yourself without giving yourself a chance if you work hard. Mm-hmm. And you look for those opportunities. They're there. I, yes, yes, and no. I would, I would agree with you to some point because you know sometimes our young people don't have guidance, right? And sometimes they don't know where to start. So I think it's very important that we have the have guidance and they have the right people in their lives and they're willing to to seek help because sometimes young people will stay in a cocoon and think that's all because that's when that's all you know that's all you know but if you're willing for change and to become something more then you will ask questions but not everyone is is bold they will say probably you're bold they will say you're aggressive they will say assertive because you speak up so i would say yes for sure but sometimes some children does not have the, the means they don't have the right people to guide them and to encourage them to get that what they need in their lives so they will just do whatever they think is best that they know what to do so all that being said having a mentor is very important what qualities would you say our up and coming young ones should look for when you're finding one you you can look at that's why it's so important in the terms of, of mentorship, because you, you have to look at individuals. And I'm sure, uh, like now, even more so, there are a number of, of, of role models um, uh, in the community. And a lot of people, uh, male and female, were progressive people in the Black community that young Black kids could look up to in terms of, of role models. I mean, we have, for example, uh, Yolande James, who, who was a minister of immigration. She was right. a young black woman who has mm-hmm. been there and has done done very well, and to name a few. So what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say that there are people that are out there who are outstanding people that have shown that they've made um, progress in terms of breaking grounds. What I'm trying to say is that uh, the individual themselves must have some commitment right. and persevere and be committed right. that they want something. It's not going to drop into your hand from out of the sky. You know, I no. mean... When, when I came to Canada at, at, at around 18 or 19, somewhere around there, there, there were not those role models at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have ended up still unloading trains, but as a mental capacity up to the side, you know, this is not what I want. Right. What I'm still saying to say, you, you can't always be in a position where you're, you're saying, and it might see, seem hard that, oh, geez, I don't know what to do. Yes, if you don't know what to do, there are people out there, reach mm-hmm. out to them. Join right. organizations that are right. uh, that are positive, that are doing things that can help you. Get involved. Do some voluntary work. You know, right. in, in getting yourself involved in different things. Right. You know that because that's the only way you, you you're, you're going to stimulate yourself. You can't just sit back and think it's going to happen and say, "Okay, I don't have an opportunity." That's is a defeatist attitude. Right. True, true. You're right. You're right. And I, and I would say yes to that because, like I said before, but the way you are saying it is the truth for sure. But I, I, I still keep because I'm listening to young people so often, and mm-hmm. sometimes the way they speak, it breaks my heart because they don't know. And then you have to guide them. 
mm-hmm. to to get so much. And I'm so happy for Whipcard that they are in the community where they can help our young black exactly. to help exactly. our black children to find and to understand, to gravitate and to research and to build and to become. Because when they are there, they're helping them to become what they think and they're willing to become in their mind. And then it will disguise the, the limit. And right, what happens? In the end, they will reach that goal. So I'm very happy to see and to know that that organization is there to help our Black children in, in, in the West Island. I support it 100% because you have to understand the kids earlier who moved into West Island, and that's how WIPCO start. It, it was a need that these Black kids could meet other Black kids, you know, and, right. and, and feel proud of who they are right. in, a, in a predominantly white community, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell you, there have been a lot of brilliant young people, men and women, who have been through WIPCA. And that's why, as I say, I support it every day of my life as I can, because I think it's a, it's a good institution for the Black community that shows a level of progress. Check WIPCA's track record. Check yes. uh, the, the, I, the number I, of people. I did do some research, and I can see that they have a very good, it's very high level, and they're helping a lot of young people to reach goals and to set goals, and and they have a very high, very, very high result of of productivity, and see how amazing they're accomplishing what they had set out for. So it is um, great to see that happening in our community, yes. And it's not it's not an elitist organization. Oh, okay. Some people maybe sit on the back side and maybe say it, it because it believes in value. It believes in education, and it right. believes in getting you forward and living in the real world and functioning the the the, the Canadian society. Right. So things like that is important. And I think uh, it's always willing. There are always people who are willing to help those. And if if some young men or women are struggling. And, and and don't know how to reach out, they can reach out to me. And if I can't, I can reach can help them through WIPCA or other individuals who are very willing to 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 spend your time to give them the right direction, the kind of motivation they need in terms of moving forward. Great. So uh, in the end, we'll ask you all how we can reach, reach, reach out to you and we'll get all the information that's needed. You are a man of great accomplishment and you have so much values and drive. What would you tell a 25-year-old self you wish you would have known sooner? You mean when I was twi- uh, my 25-year-old self? Well, at 25, <laughs> at 25, I was married. No, it, it, it's, it's a tricky question. It says, you are a man with great accomplishment, value, and drive. Yeah. What would you tell your 25-year-old self you wish you would have known sooner going back what you would have told a 25-year-old guy? Well, it's a kind of a tricky question. I say wish, wish would have known uh, sooner. That's right. But it's, it's never too late to accomplish what you want if you have an idea what you want, okay? So at 25, if you know what you want, what are your dreams? what are your aspirations, then you begin to work towards getting what you want. So the, so it comes back to there got to be a starting point that you know what you want. And if you know what you want, you will go after what you want and be committed and focused on what you want. 
But what if you have confusion and you don't know what you want? What's suppose you're not sure? You're all confused. No. Well, again, in a clear mind, it should it shouldn't be confused because there has to be clarity. You can't. You 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 have to look at the situation realistically in the sense that if you don't know what you want, well, one can't tell you what you should know, right? You mm-hmm. have to search, right? It's just like getting out. If you, if you go in your car and you're going to drive aimlessly, you're not going to end up anywhere. It's just going around and around. You're just going around in circles. So you realize that you're not at a good place. But That's if right. you get in your car, right, and you drive and say, okay, I'm going downtown Montreal. At least you have a point of destination. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why am I going down? And you have to know, why am I? Why do I want to go downtown Montreal? You know, I'm just kind of simplifying it. Right. right. But right. you have to decide what you want and go get what you want. Right. So you, you need know? to have you need to have your why. Yeah. And you can't you can't you can't want to do too many things, you know, like I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a musician, I want to do that, I want to do it. You gotta focus and seriously know exactly. What do I want? What what do I like? What can I live with for the rest of my life? Right. You can't go on aimlessly because don't forget, you know, you say 25, but these years go fast after that. And if there's a certain point of your life, right, right. you yeah. haven't decided where you want to go. It's gonna mm-hmm. look it's gonna end up bad. Right. right. Because you're still gonna it's and it's even worse when you get older. So what you, you what, what will you tell a twenty five that you should have um, stay focused or um... focus. yes you got to stay focused you have to decide you don't you don't have to wait until you're twenty five to decide I mean that you're gonna be all of a sudden take life seriously right, so, right. In, in, in the world we live in today I'd be surprised if uh, you know eighteen or 20, 20 year old don't know exactly, have some idea where they want, would like to go in life. Right. Because yeah. it's very clear. The picture is very clear. If you work hard, you're an educated person, it gives you more opportunity. If you don't have any opportunities, you're gonna, it's going to be bad. Right. You're always going to be on the borderline or worse. So you have to make that decision. Is this how I see myself? Do I always want to be in want? Or I want to be on the other side. Hmm. Point well taken. You, it's, it's, you're right. You have a point. But some people may better differ and says that, okay, not, I know lots of people, they would say that I know lots of people that is highly educated and yet they don't know what they want to do with all the education that they have. Yeah, but that's a problem because it's not just being highly educated. You, know? <laughs> you have to you you have to understand. You work in a society in a system. First of all, you have to understand how the system works. Right. Just like anything else, you can't play a guitar without learning the chords. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. you get music. For sure. So, so everything is related. It's correct. So it can go to that in, in, in your life too, right? If if, mm-hmm. if, if, if you want to make progress, you have to learn the chords like playing the guitar. Some, and it takes time. It's easier for some people and it's more difficult for some people. 
That's right. And as but long as you guitar is not a privileged thing, anybody can play a, a guitar, and it's the same way in life. If 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 you begin to take those simple processes and move it forward, things can change. Yes, they can, and yes, they can. As long as you're willing to try, it is important. Right. So this year, what legacy or impact would you like to leave in the community? Well, you know, my legacy, I think the, the community will understand that I've always worked to the best of my abilities in terms of trying to help as I can. I'm a proud black man. I'm a proud person of the black community that I'd like to see the community be moving forward in a progressive way. Mm -hmm. And if I can do anything to contribute and help in making the community as it should be, I will. And that's why I try so hard in helping out in, uh, uh, in different ways. I think from the sense of being a, a role model, you can, if you think you can, uh, being elected as, as an official for many years, has helped that black kids can know that they can become city councillors or they can become mayors or they right. can they're now members of parliaments and all that sort of stuff like that. And right. so every one of us have a job to do that. When they see they they see black people in 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 different and progressive ways within the society that know that they can identify uh, with these people, you know. So so for all the. Um, the, the people within the black community who have made progress and, uh, you know, some can be seen and some might not be seen in terms of their contribution, but it right. all comes together and help. There are a lot of people are doing things in the background that maybe we don't know about sometimes. And they're, right. doing, and they're doing very positive things. So very it all comes together. So I'm going to be on the front line. Naturally, there may be in a position or situation where you see them, but there are those people who are some of the people that you don't see also that is doing a lot of tremendous work. Great. It's good. Good. But one of the things that I think the community has to get across, sometimes they say you're blowing your own horn. It's not you're blowing your horn. In other communities, when people do well, they made the other people know what they're doing, that it can motivate them. That's right. That's so right. We sometimes, we sometimes look for little nuances and nonsense to hold ourselves back. And it's important to, to what you just said, because sometimes when you when you are doing well, like you are, and you you go to the forefront and say what I did and how you are helping, people are going to say that you think you know it all, you're yeah. full of yourself, you're yeah. cocky, you're yeah. very aggressive, you think you know it. What do you do and what do you say to people like those people? No, I only, I only accommodate good and positive things in my mind. I don't you, deal with nonsense of that yeah. nature. Okay? Yeah. So I don't have time. As I tell you, I brush off the wrong things and I deal with the right things. Beautiful. Well said. Okay. And, and now that you said that you use a role model and you have the community, how were you able to be a role model for your children for them to accomplish what they have accomplished in their lives? Well, again, if if if... You know, we learn from each other. If in your household everybody is 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 or, or they're positive and they're working together as a team, it helps everybody. You know, and for me, when I came into this country and my wife, we made a decision that our children should be in a much better position than when we came. Right. That's right. 
that they mm -hmm. didn't have to go through cleaning out warehouses, unloading trains, you know, and doing all that kind of menial job. Well, not menial for some people. That's right. right. Because they had no opportunity. But okay. at that time, it shows that you can move from different areas, okay, mm -hmm. and don't have to stay there. Because I could comfortably stay unloading train because the money was good. But if that's what you wanted, but you wanted more. Because you I wanted, wanted more. You know? That's right. And, 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 and for people who have to do sweeping out warehouses and stuff like that, that's why I mention it and work in the stockroom. Nothing wrong about that because nope. I was earning a good living. That's right. And I respect people as long as they work, no matter what kind of job they do. Mm -hmm. And they do it honestly. Honestly, and they, do, and, they, and they do it honestly, right? That's right. Because they pay their bills and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. they're determined because there are a lot of people who, who have worked in sweeping out warehouses and doing all kinds of different things. I've, I've, I've got children who are doing very well and they support their families and stuff like that. So it doesn't matter what every job is you do. But as, again, it comes back to what I'm saying. You don't have to stay there if you have a chance to move forward. Some people have an opportunity and some people don't. That's right. That's right. So yeah. we have to look at things in its, in its, uh, in, in its uh, perspective. Very well said. And it's the truth. As I said before, and I always say, wherever you are in your life and you want change, change, you can get change. You just have to have the right people around to ask the right questions to everyone you see and know, and the right people will guide you to where you want to go. But exactly. without that, you can't really do or go anywhere without information. So you have to always try to get more information, do the research and find the right source to keep on exactly. going. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know, said, there is three R's on this podcast. It stands for recharge, rebuild and restore. Which is which R would you say that you're in right now for your season? <laughs> Ah, recharge, rebuild, and restore. Mm -hmm. Well, there are three important things, you know. I mean, you have to recharge yourself to, in order to remain firm and positive. How do you do that? You have to build. But, well, I think there's a state of consciousness that you, if without some former degree of spirituality, you can't Amen. see clearly. Amen. Okay. And I believe in that. You have to have that inner voice that cleanses you and motivate you, hmm. you know? You have to be quiet sometimes and let the good vibes come in you and give you the ideas that you can move forward. That's right. If, if you're too busy, some people are too busy out there trying to make money, but they miss hmm. most of their lives or opportunities simply because they're just that dead focused. And, and, and money is good, nothing's wrong about that. But you know, it's a, it's, it's a question of the balance and how you mix it. Right, you know, and you have to aim towards that. And each person has to determine their own life, what they want, what is most important to them, what is most important when they go to sleep or they wake up in the morning, they feel good about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So when you go to sleep, sometimes you are recharging the batteries in the sense, as you say, that you <laughs> give yourself a peace that you, you when the next day you wake up, you're fit and you gotta go. That's right. You know, mm -hmm. and you do what you have to do. And as long as you're, you're motivating others, right? And as long as you're helping others, you know, they always say, God help those who help others. And it's true. It's true. Because the one person, person, 
one one person cannot change the world. The, the yeah. world is changed with a group of people. That's right. So rebuild. Right. So what I'm saying is that I don't go to church every Sunday, but I know deep inside of me there's spirituality, right? And I make that my my children understand that too. That's right. So you have to have a sense of peace because if you're not connected spiritually, I can tell you. You find yourself in a with a lot of headaches and a lot of ups and downs. That's right, right. So that's recharge, rebuild, and restore. Well, restore is to make sure that in the long run, whatever your contribution is, someone can always point to that and say, "Yes, that was that was an accomplishment." Look mm -hmm. at something that you can give your put your energy in. Mm -hmm. You know that may be consistent. Whether it may be a year from now, 10 years from now, or 15 years from now, if you do the research, you will see that person tried to make a conscious contribution. Very well said. Very well said. So then how can we find you? And if anyone wants to reach out to you to get help in the community or you want to mentor anyone or give back to some young people, whoever is listening to the podcast, wherever they are, how can they help? How can they find you? Well, my uh, telephone number is public. My, you know, 514-781-0890. Do you or, have uh, a, a website? Do you have um, uh, e uh, Facebook, Instagram? I'm not the best guy on those things. I'm learning. <laughs> you're not, you're <laughs> but, uh, you know i'm not big on the um the sort of webcast and stuff like that right. uh, but they they could reach me at errol.windell at gmail.com okay repeat That's, it one more time please it's e-r-r-o-l dot windell w-i-n-d-e-l-l at gmail.com very well said. In the tree of our community as well, we ask all our future guests to leave an encouraging word, a powerful quote, a poem, or a song. Which I think you can do all because you can sing, you can you can talk, and you know it's poem and songs for sure. So go ahead and we listen to you right now. <laughs> There's one thing that has always popped up in my mind daily, and it motivates me. And it's a book written by Norman Vincent Paley, who says, you can if you think you can. Okay. Oh, that's powerful. Let me write it down. Say it over one more time. It's written by Norman Vincent Peale. Mm -hmm. You can if you think you can. And mm -hmm. think about that. You have to believe that you can do something to do it. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, so if sir. you focus on that, you right. know, and that's what has taken me uh, through my whole life because I've had dreams and I've been able to fulfill those dreams just because I think that I could. You know, it wasn't because of luck or whatever. Because you think you can, you accomplish what you can. Yeah, and I knowing that starting out my first job working on commissions. Mm. Okay, 
because he pushed you to get all what you needed to get. You say, yes, yeah. I can. I'm going to make this commission because I really need this commission right now. And I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make it because of giving the wrong information. But oh. by being honest, over the 48 years that I've been in the business, right? Before mm -hmm. I retired. Right. Because my desire was to help people. And I have helped a lot of people being in that business for so many years. Okay, so now talking about insurances, going back to insurances now, why did you choose to do insurance? Purely by accident to the fact I, I was married and we had our first child. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I was planning to do law. I'd finished my first degree and I just needed a job. Wow. And, I, and I told uh, uh, the insurance person, which was a black man from Trinidad, God bless his soul. And um, he said to me, uh, what are you going to do now? And I said, I'm going to look for a job. And he says, uh, what kind of job? And he uh, you know, he says, well, maybe you can come speak to my manager, you know. And I said, to be a salesman, you're crazy. My parents sent me here to be a lawyer. They tell me, no, I must be a salesman, insurance salesman. <laughs> you mad? <laughs> but he said, no. <laughs> he said, no, man, try it out. There's an aptitude test. And uh, if you pass that test, it will, um, it will give an indication whether or not you can succeed in this business. Right. So at that age, I have nothing to lose. And again, you got to keep an open mind. So open mind. I did the attitude test and I, um, I passed it. And they offered me a job. And I, I remember the, 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 my manager said to me, so um, what do you want? And I have no young family and stuff like that. Give me your, you know, a plan for the next two years. What is your objective? And let's see if you can read that objective. I think I'd like to make a down payment in a house in two years. Right, right, right. Because I have a family now and stuff like that. So I said, okay, so what we'll do then? Yeah, every month, if you surpass your objective, we'll put that money aside and, you know, do that sort of little things. Very good. Awesome. And after the two years, I was able to do that. <laughs> see, again, <laughs> again, I was Again, as what you said before, when you ask the right question and meet the right people, they will help you to get exactly. Yes, you have to set goals and be mm -hmm. committed, right? Mm -hmm. And at that time, I'm young. I can work seven days a week, mm -hmm. and I did because you have a goal. You know what you wanted exactly mm -hmm. to reach your objectives because I'm young and I have a lot of energy. So I went to the young people. Work very hard when you're young for what you want and go after it. That's right. That's right. But you have so, to focus on what, something. You must know what you want. You can't go around in circles. You must know what you like, you know, and things will happen. Right. So what would you say to the young people now? Now that you gave a quote and you gave some powerful words, what would you say to the young people? What encouragement can you give a young rising black man right now in the community that will listen to this podcast to have a way to find their way and to become something more for themselves and to serve others in the community? Okay. okay. Don't say 
because I'm black, I don't think I can get what I want. You have to erase that from your thoughts, period. That is very important, right? Because we as black people are very strong people. We have survived a lot of things. So we are very strong. And if we decide to do anything or any career that we want to, and we're quite prepared to put in the work and make the sacrifice, we can succeed. Right? Right. So be committed to what you want. Look and ensure that's what you really want and work hard to achieve that. And as, as, as there are a lot of people there in the community who have a lot of expertise and who are very willing to help in different ways, reach out, you know? And, and as far as I'm concerned, sometimes people say you're lucky, but luck will come for those who reach out for it. Right, because you have to grab it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Mr. Errol Johnson, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're a very busy man, and I am very honored and humble to talk to you. And I pray and hope that we can work together and in the community because I would love to grab whatever you have and put it into my community and make it a better place for our young children to leave and to become what they want to become at the right time. Yeah, well, they're the future, you know, and uh, we have to we have to work with them and try to motivate them and help them in right. whichever way we can, right. you know, and uh, as long as we can can feed them positive vibes, as they would say, right. you do that, you know, and encourage them because encouragement is very, very, very important. You know, I mean, I say thank God that there are so many, as I look around, see so many uh, black people who are wearing positive role models. In the last, for example, election in Montreal, we had 17 new elected city councillors. I was so happy about that, you know, from the black community. You know, so they're yeah. seeing people out there yeah. in different ways. Yes, for sure. And there is great poets and and That's so right. many beautiful people that is just shining in, in our in our culture. So we just have to keep Teachers. on supporting our culture and yeah. supporting the people in the cultures that we keep on going and showing our young people that will become because they will take over later when they can't anymore. They have to rise up and keep on going and go with a torch, right? So yeah. it's important for us as well, yes. There are a lot of uh, uh, positive people who are out there. So reach out to them, women and men. I see them all over, educators, uh, everything. Everybody's yeah. out there. That's right. people, whatever. So take, take a piece of the action. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate you for sharing your story with us in the community. And I hope that you can come back and give us some more information of all the beautiful projects you're working on for the community. Well, thank you so much, you know, and uh, if, if uh, there's anyone who would like me to further explain any comment I might make on this podcast, they can reach me. I'd be very happy to do that. Mm -hmm.